This is Sarah Elizabeth, and you're listening to Front Porch Radio in Columbia, Tennessee, 101.7 WKOM. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin, is here to serve Murray and Williamson County. We have over 50 years of business with all the experience combined. All insurance claims, as well as unibody and frame repairs and glass claims are welcomed. Call today for selected insurance companies, 931-381-4915 Columbia, and Franklin, 615-794-1959. Or check us out at www.brownsbodyshop.com. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. 
Quick Bar convenience stores conveniently located all across southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm going to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. TB, welcome you to another edition, Fired Up, Focus, and Prepared. Tennessee football is down yet another assistant coach. As uh, breaking news as we hit the airs here, hit the airwaves here, is that Brian Jean Marais is uh, on his way back to Michigan. So Tennessee's down a linebackers coach. And they're down a running backs coach, and and our head coach's stock and trade has been to, uh, as he as he loses coaches, thus far, has whether it's fair or not, but the thought is that he's been a guy who will promote from within. He's a he's a a, a, a creature of comfort, a comfort creature, and look, it's his dime, it's his dance floor. He can do whatever he wants to do. People I talk to, though, know, love, respect, say, hey, we need some recruiting firepower on our coaching staff, and some outside ideas won't hurt. And, you know, I'm thinking about Nick Saban, and Nick Saban, when he had the opportunity like this, would go and get people that would challenge him, bring in some new ideas, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's why Nick Saban chose to do business with lame Kiffin when the time came but uh, Tennessee now down two football coaches. Uh, John Adams, where is John Adams? Where, 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 oh, where? Why do we have to go through this every week, guys, with John Adams? What, what is this, Brian? You produce this show. What's the deal with John Adams? Well, uh, we need to see if we can uh, hook John Adams up by Skype where he doesn't need to have headphones and a microphone. Well, I mean, how about how about uh, tonight John Adams writing an article that the Lady Vols goals not to embarrass themselves? I'd say that's not real positive. Uh, how about Eric Musselman's team last night? Those of you that missed Garza Law Tennessee basketball overtime because you have good taste. Um, are you kidding about Adam Sport? What? Oh man, that's ridiculous. Um, okay, so Adam Sparks, apologies. Love you. We'll, we'll, we'll rectify that. Uh, in the meantime, um, I'm pumped. You should be pumped. Jerry Palm's going to join us. Tennessee's got a soft spot in their schedule, and then they finish with four. Vanderbilt coming up at Missouri. And I was talking to somebody that thinks there might have been 7,000, 8,000 people there last night. That was not the uh, general Arkansas experience, boys, was it? And Matt Dixon, we basically were on for 75 minutes last night. A good 40 of it, we just kind of spent marveling over the lack of competitiveness from Arkansas in that game pretty much from the jump. I I just kind of thought last night's game was sort of a disgrace to competition. 
Yeah, it, especially in the second half. Uh, Arkansas made some shots early, um, had a, a season high for threes in an SEC game and still got blown out. We're, luck- we're lucky the score wasn't worse. It could have easily been a 40-point loss at, at home. Uh, just a, a, te- a team that can't wait for their season to be over. And I think it we're kind of to the point where you got a coach who's probably already out the door, um, which is unfortunate for that fan base because that's yep. a, a really good a really good fan base. But even that fan base has kind of yep. already moved, moved on to baseball. You saw yeah. how many empty seats there were yes. last night. Um, credit to their students for just dressing up as sharks. Hey, you, um, hey, you, you boys jump back in here with me. Here's John Adams now. John Adams joining now on the programma. You had students dressing as sharks. Brian Hartman about to make a joke. Brian Jean-Marie is on his way back to Michigan. The great Adam Sparks, among others, reporting that. Uh, my guy X says the following about Jean-Marie. He said uh, two guys uh, talking about him and Rodney Garner. Those are the two guys that aren't afraid to play people. Uh, among Tennessee's coaching staff, he said, and, you know, not a lot was given to Jean-Marie, but he made the most of it, and he's going to be a loss. And then the other item today is that this trend, this trend of head coaches jumping off the low Division One wagon and jumping into power jobs, is alive and well today as the coach at Georgia State, ladies and germs, has left Georgia State today. And he's a pretty good head coach. You know, he's the one that got the win over Pruitt here, over Skullcan. <laughs> but um, he's jumping to South Carolina to a semi-sinking ship. And, John Adams, we've lived long enough to see UCLA run out of money and see their head coach jump to the, to a league and become a coordinator uh, in, in the same league. That's not even a lateral move. I'm not even sure what that is that Chip Kelly did. Chip Kelly's one weird SOB to begin with, but the finances of the deal were such he's making 60% of what he was going to make at UCLA, and he restarts his clock at Ohio State. And Welcome in, brother. How you doing? I'm doing well, Tony. Let's do a little housekeeping work here first. Uh, I'm not getting any calls. I'm kind of surprised. I always would get a call from Brian in the past, but I'm not getting that call anymore. What, Brian, what you did you not reach out to him and call him? I thought we reached out. We were trying to call him furiously, Brian, weren't we? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we okay. were able to hook up. I watched why aren't our Why in my phone? My, I don't know. You, why you are need, ringing? You need troubleshooting. You need some trouble. You need somebody out there to walk you through it. And I'll tell you what, I, I am not German. If you're looking for an answer, because baby, it ain't me. Well, maybe I can contact our tech support team in uh, Cambodia, Vietnam, or Pakistan, and and they can walk me through it. That should be easy. Language barriers aside. I always love uh, when you call any of these and, and you ask the person what their name is and they'll say something like Al. And you know their name is like Harjeet or something, but they go Al. And I'm like, okay, why did you pick Al? Of all the names to pick, you know? Uh, at any rate, John's presented by, 
and he's already off to a controversial start. Jennifer Morris, Keller Williams. Next move, SmokyMountains.com. Look, at springtime is right around the corner. It's unbelievable that it's the 15th of February, and it feels so good outside. Feels so good outside. If you're in the market to buy, do not wait till those flowers bloom. Do not do that to yourself. Springtime market is going to be crazy. So uh, you do not want to end up in multiple offer land. You want her to guide you through the process. And there we are. Next move, SmokyMountains.com. Jennifer is great people. John Adams is here. Jerry Palm's going to join us. John, I don't know if you watched the Arkansas game last night, but their level of compete yesterday evening was an affront to organized sports, in my humble opinion. <laughs> Well, it, it it looked like a, a performance you might reserve for an AAU game maybe in the summer. Uh, yeah, if you look at about, I guess, Tennessee's first four baskets. Mm-hmm. Uh, basketball is a game, you know, everybody knows. It's just a game of runs. Teams struggle, then they, they hit, hit the sweet spot. They start scoring. Leads come and go. But I kind of knew where this game was headed in the first couple of minutes. When Dalton Connect, the best player on the floor, the best player in the SEC, he gets a dunk on an inbounds pass, unobstructed. Uh, Arkansas might as well pointed toward the goal and said, there it is, Dalton. Go get it, man. Get high. And and then you have, a, as the Kai Ziegler layup, you have an A-Duke dunk. And Josiah Jordan-James gets a three-pointer in which there was nobody within 10 feet of him. He lined that thing up, sized it up, and then stroked it and made it. I mean, what's going on with that program? Tennessee played great to its credit. It just kept kept pushing the accelerator. It didn't back off. It did what good teams are supposed to do, put away teams. But to do that on our and out to Arkansas and its home court, what's going on with that program? I was talking to somebody who said they had about maybe, maybe 8K there last night. Maybe. Wow. And when they wow. flashed, John, they showed the crowd a little bit, right? They they always try to keep. Tight when, shot. Yeah, tight shots, right. But the whole entire upstairs was empty. Matt made the point that they had dropped a curtain upstairs. We were talking about that. They had like a black curtain thing down last night. <laughs> Probably they not a really have... good sign. And And their coach has a foot out the door. And they're like a team of gypsies. And their point guard is a guy that um, played and started and played the whole year last year for a Louisville team that won four games. And, you know, if that's what you, if that's what you want to do, uh, I, I was always raised in a household where my family, they would get angry when one of the Philly teams made a trade and they traded with a losing organization. I would hear, oh, man, you're, you're bringing in somebody who knows how to lose. Why would you go get a point guard on a four-win team who was erratic for that four-win team? The irony is is that Musselman is in play at Louisville. He's in play at USC. You could see the dominoes fall such as follows. Musselman leaves Arkansas. The guy who is currently at Ole Miss, we know that short-term goes to Arkansas, I, I don't know if that fan base could take all the excitement that he's going to bring, but then that frees up Will Wade to get the Ole Miss job. 
And Ole Miss, by the way, Will Wade would be very effective at Ole Miss. He's like a carp, a dirt dauber, a pretty good coach, um, a kind of do more with less type of guy, a guy who will play outside the lines. He's got some some good phone skills. uh, No doubt about it. FBI report. No doubt about it. So, And those were the good old days, but... We're going to try to get through today's show without talking about the uh, about the NCAA case. Jerry Palm is going to lend us a hand. We'll reach out and touch someone with him. Jimmy Dykes, uh, John Adams, has 95% of our league in the tournament. Is he like an arm of the league when he's on top? Do you, do you like when he said last night he was like, I'll tell you what, man, nine teams, man, nine teams, man, going to set a record, man. He says it every year. Nine teams, man. I mean, what? Well, I'm, what I, is I the deal? NBA, well, I mean, I don't pay that much attention to announcers. I right. will say that Tennessee fans shouldn't have a problem with him. He seems to adore Tennessee. Loves him. Worships and, him. Wor- yeah. But he's annoying. So Do you know last night he said that a score occurred, Matt, from zone one? The great Roger Williams texted me that today. Matt, what does zone one mean? What are we doing now? These guys just can't call a game. They have to invent vernacular. I guess that must be different from the elbow or the nail. Uh, (laughs) I guess... Well, our, Arkansas doesn't bear hug like Tennessee does defensively, but man, he. I, I want did coach did coach Dykes get Jonas Adu's hand something for Valentine's Day because he talks about how great his hands are every game. And the guy and and Jonas Adu half the time couldn't catch a cold in a room full of sick kids. Now some games he's really good when he's when he's engaged, and sometimes he's out there catching. He was like Edward Scissorhands. It, it, we have the we have the most inconsistent weirdest basketball team we play hard though and those arkansas guys don't uh, i do know that but jimmy dykes kudos to you for in- introducing zone one if i zone. ever say the term zone one brian you have my permission to drive to the Ramier studio take a hockey stick and whack me right the hockey stick that's in our adjacency uh you have the old Knoxville Cherokees hockey stick we have in here that belonged to Greg Batters. You have my permission to whack me over the head with it, Brian. Do you feel me? Is the, Yeah. Is that See? anywhere near the, the con zone from back in the day? As we come back on the other No, the con zone is a, is a real place. It's not a made-up thing. The con zone is where Conzo Martin took us all, took Cal's program, took Missouri, the con zone. As we continue with more on the other side, Jerry Palm after that. This is Coach Devin Simler from Columbia Central Baseball. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Alert, alert! Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has a huge announcement. We're expanding our service center to get you in and out quicker than ever. That's right, five new service bays to get your vehicle back on the road. Don't drive a Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, or Ram. It doesn't matter. Our certified technicians are trained to work on all makes or models. More service, less time. Only at Columbia Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram. Family owned and operated. You can count on us. 
This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at caringheartshomehealthcarellc.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trawood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. Debbie Matthews grew up and lives in beautiful Columbia, Tennessee. As a realtor, she is well-versed in homes, neighborhoods, development, and schools. She wants to share her love of her home state with others to help them find just the right place to raise a family, open a business, or develop a dream. From luxury listings to land, she can handle it all. She is the current leading producer, Nashville Realty Group. Contact Debbie Matthews Realtor at 615-476-3224. That's 615-476-3224. 
Columbia's own 8th Annual Mid-State Classic Collegiate Softball Triple Header returns on April 2nd at the Ridley Sports Complex. Columbia Central versus Spring Hill at 10 a.m. Then it's Columbia State versus UT Southern at 1.30. And at 5.30, the Lady Volunteers face off against the Memphis Tigers. Tickets are available online at columbiatn.com slash midstateclassic. Tickets are $10 and good for all three games. The Mid-State Classic, April 2nd. See you at the game. Hi, I'm Kurt Green. If you're looking for a great night of acapella music, all you've got to do is come out on the 24th and you'll see us at the Cherry Theater, 7th Element. And you will have such a great time. I'm hoping that all of the community comes out and supports this wonderful concert. It's at 6 p.m. I don't want you to miss it because you can find it so easily on Eventbrite. And just look for 7th Element in France. You're going to love it. Get your tickets today. This is Del Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. This afternoon, I am at Foodland in beautiful downtown Columbia, Tennessee. Foodland has a new weekly circular out with a lot of great specials for the coming week. I'm speaking with Bobby Howell, who's the assistant manager, your hometown grocer here at Foodland. Bobby, what's happening at Foodland this week? We got fresh strawberries, two for five, one pound package. Lux beans, 69 cents each. Chuck Roast, $5.99 a pound. Honeycrisp apples, $0.99 cents a pound. And Niagara waters, three for 10 Oh, wow. And as usual, the specials in this circular will be good through next Tuesday. And then next Wednesday, you'll have a new circular out. That's right. Okay. And folks, this warm weather, I know, has got a lot of people thinking about grilling. Foodland has got the best meat department in Murray County, bar none. So guys who grill, this is the place to come. Bobby, thanks. Thank you. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. TB back with you. 865-200-5402 is our number. Please hold your calls. I really give that number out of reflex because now joining us on our Newsmaker TLD Logistics Hotline, lending us a hand today on this glory day is the great Jerry Palm. Jerry Palm, Tony Basilio, John Adams of the Knoxville News Sentinel, Brian Hartman of this program, and Matt Dixon are at your service. Hope you're well. Que pasa, amigo. And it's about that time for us to say, brother, it is getting close. It is deep. How far away are we till Selection Sunday? Well, it's actually uh, this Sunday will be four Sundays, um, for one, four weeks from Selection Sunday. And, um, you know, it's getting close because Saturday the NCAA has their bracket reveal show where they give us their top 16 at mm. Saturday morning. Uh, that's, uh, I don't know, you guys are Eastern or Central. You guys are probably Eastern, huh? Um, Eastern time, 1230 Eastern on CBS Saturday. And um, so, uh, yeah, big, uh, it's always good to see what they're thinking a month out. And um, and we always learn something from that. So I'm looking forward to that. And I'm part of the show. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that, too. Now, Jerry, how, when you talk about that bracket reveal, um, how reliable is that? Or is it an exercise? You say we'll learn something from it. Yes. For instance, so, well, let's, let's talk about, well, you go ahead. You go ahead, man. Answer my so, question. I'm sorry. It, it's not uh, useful in terms of predicting what's you know, going to happen in a month because a lot's going to change in a month. But you get some insight in how they're you, – when you see their teams in the order, 1 to 16. 
So you might see, you know, what is this committee valuing different than perhaps what other committees have valued in the past? You know, um, uh, how are they? How, how do they feel about strength of schedule? How do they feel about you know the quality of teams' wins? Yeah. Um, you know, maybe metrics. Although metrics usually don't play much of a role uh, in the in the seeding and selection process. Uh, maybe more so seeding, but usually not much of a role. So you know, it's a uh, one of those things where uh, you get a little bit of insight because each committee is different. You know, they have three or four new people every year. Mm. And so you, you know, and they all, every individual committee member has got their own, you know, opinions of which data points are more meaningful to them than others. So it's, it's interesting to see what the collective thinks. Um, and they do it. They do this top 16. They've done it for years as a training exercise for the new committee members. Uh, and it's only about six or seven years ago they said, hey, let's put this on television and, you know, get some juice going for the end of the regular season. Um, and uh, that's really worked out well. It's been pretty well received. What I don't understand about it is um, what I don't understand. What I don't understand about it is why they don't do it like college football each week or every couple of weeks to kind of keep people apprised on what they're looking at. Because it's such an involved process. College football, you're dealing with so much fewer teams. Um, it's, 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 the process is really too involved to do it every week. I know they do it for women's basketball. They do a weekly thing for women's basketball, but, um, really this is, this is plenty for, for men's basketball, I think. We don't but, need, weekly. but they can do it. I'm not meaning to jump in on you here, but they can do it for women's basketball. They can't do it for men. Yeah. I don't know. I guess that I, I would say it's, I don't know that women's basketball bracket process is any harder, but um, yeah, but I guess they—I suppose they could if they really wanted to. They could, but uh, I don't know that it's necessary. I don't need—I don't need personally. I don't need it every week. Cherry Palm joining. Let's talk here for a second. Um, I think, by the way, I think yeah. for, for women's basketball, mm-hmm. you know, it's like there's a sort of a media some juice in the media when that happens, and. Um, the men's basketball tournament is such a monster. It is. Yeah. That I, I'm not saying the women's basketball, which is getting very popular and about time because the women's game is terrific. But, um, I think that for them, it's to keep the women's basketball tournament in the, in the media spotlight. And the men don't really need to, to be in the spotlight that much more. When Jerry says that March madness is an absolute monster, uh, by the way, they're talking about going to a, um, 96 team tournament down the line or some crazy number there's been some talk yeah, about we this we haven't heard about anything about that in a while that tends to be more off-season news yeah um so i i would say so far they have really resisted that um it it's something like that is going to happen it's probably not going to happen until there's a the time for comes for a new tv deal uh because i think it's you know, you're talking about having to renegotiate what they have now, and uh, it seems kind of problematic to do that. But um, 96, there's oh, I don't know of any support anywhere outside of maybe coaches and some administrators uh, for for that many teams in the tournament. Telecast, by the way, last year averaged 8.5 million viewers per game in the first round. Of the NCAA tournament in the opening freaking round. I want the sports fan to. It's huge. That's a huge, huge. All right, let's talk here. 
So when the reveal happens on Saturday, the top four seeds will be? Um, well, Purdue, Connecticut, Houston, and then, you know, some random fourth team that could end up being decided. Uh, I've got Arizona at the moment. Arizona plays tonight. Um, Purdue plays tonight. So it could change. Um, but if, if Arizona and Purdue win, I think it's Purdue, Connecticut, Houston, and Arizona. The Tennessee Volunteers, give me the next. Uh, Tennessee is five and Marquette at six. So Tennessee could get a one, could, could be on that one line. Yep. That's wow. I mean, if Arizona loses tonight, huh? Me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Let yeah. me ask you this about Arizona. I don't know who they're playing, yeah. but they're playing somebody significantly worse than them because that's the entire league. Well, well and that's right. So we were talking about this, myself and Y, who helps me out on hoops. And he said, ask Jerry about how Tennessee playing in a league that's second best uh, in the country to the Big 12 and getting ready to play a very difficult stretch and then Arizona playing nobody. Could Tennessee jump them uh, and grab that one seed that Arizona might have this weekend? Could they jump them just based on the strength of leagues? Yeah, if they if both teams continue to win, I wouldn't rule that out. And I'd throw Marquette in there as well. I mean, Marquette still has home and home with UConn. You know, they, they sweep UConn. I, you can make a really strong case for Marquette. So, yeah, that's, um, I mean, Carolina, Kansas, you know, the, the teams after Tennessee and Marquette seem to be trying to play their way off the, you know, out of the first line contention. But Tennessee and Marquette are, are still hanging in there. To get a one seed from here, Tennessee has to do what? Well, I mean, you know, win all their games would do it. Uh, anything less than that, you're subject to what other teams do. Um, but, you know, and, they, and in fact, they could be subject to what Marquette does because, like I said, Marquette beat UConn twice. You know, they'd probably just jump right past Tennessee. So, um, but all they can do is win all their games and hope for the best, and that's probably going to be good enough, very likely good enough. Yeah, Pete, the, the naysayer out there saying that yeah. also might be good enough because it depends on what other teams do. The naysayer out there is saying Tennessee has zero chance at a number one seed. Come on, guys, quit pretending. What do you say um, to them? Yeah, no, obviously they're in the picture. They're, they're certainly on the list of potential number one seeds. There's a month to go. A lot can happen. <laughs> they're in pretty good shape, really, and they don't have to be a one seed, but they're certainly capable of being a one seed. Say. People think, oh, you guys are just ginning this up. Jerry doesn't do that. Jerry's never done that. In fact, Jerry and I get quite contentious with each other on various topics. Generally, I'm right, but he doesn't do that. By the way, Arizona's not in action until 9.30 Saturday night against Arizona State. I was just oh, looking at their – they don't even play on Thursday, huh? No, they don't even play for that. No, they're, they're out this week. You said that's all they're playing Arizona State? Yes, yes. Yeah, so that's, so that's their bye week because they're playing their travel partner. Yeah, well, that makes total sense. Um, let's talk about this league. How many teams, because Jimmy Dykes thinks 11 are getting I mean, I listen to him. and yeah, 11 are not getting in. They're, they're, I'm just messing around. How, how many? What's the number right now? Well, I've got, I had nine in the bracket I did on Monday. I'm doing another one right now. I'm not as far as nine. Um, but you've got like three teams that are really near the cut line among those nine. And, you know, the, if, when we get a month from now, it's probably going to be more like eight as these teams beat each other up. Uh, but we'll see. Um, it also depends on what's going on around around the country. But um, I, I would, wouldn't be surprised if you had one or two SEC teams sweating out 
conference tournaments and make sure there's no bid stealers out there. How many pack whatever whatever they call that league is they this is their final year of college basketball? Still yeah, for you know pack twelve. How many Pac-12, after they had the best football season they've had in years? This is the irony, right? It's always been a basketball league. How many teams? Um, it might be as few as two. Um, John, I'm, currently, I'm not yeah. done filling the, my bracket two. yet. I currently have three. Uh, but, yeah, it's Arizona competing for a number one seed, potential national champion, every bit that good. Uh, Washington State has emerged from the pile behind them. Very middle of the bracket team at the moment, and then Colorado, Utah, maybe Oregon, uh, I, maybe one of those teams gets in. I they could all miss. It could just be two. John Adams, can you imagine that? All that I mean, great he, left coast he, basketball, John, and you know what's, what's weird yeah, is that go UCLA ahead. is terrible. UCLA is terrible. I mean, they were I think in the tournament last year. I mean, it's you know, it's UCLA is usually pretty competitive. And this year, they just, they're terrible. Mick Cronin's got to be pulling his hair out. Oh, wait a minute. doesn't have hair. Um, anyway, <laughs> you know. Jerry makes, hey, Jerry makes a funny on here. Adams, how about that? The fact that their football league, it was totally upside down from what we were expecting. Their football league was phenomenal. Yep. They went out with a bang. And, and John Adams in basketball, they, you can't. Two teams, John? Two teams? Could be. Oh, I'm not That's a long, long way from the John Wooden days, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it's John, John Wooden you, could have taken his second huh? unit and put two teams in the field. I mean, that's not hyperbole. No, he really, he really could have sixty-eight team uh, field. He could have had. I mean, that was back when freshmen couldn't play. But if freshmen yeah. would have been able to play during that era, he could have taken two teams. Uh, Maybe had them play for the national. They could have ended up put them in a different bracket yeah. side of the bracket. They could have played for the national have, uh, championship. Yeah. His regular team and his freshman team would have both made the tournament. That final four favorite. The, <laughs> the Godfather of bracketology, hey, uh, Jerry Palm. Joining, go ahead, Brian. I want to ask Jerry how damaging was the loss to Vanderbilt to Texas A and M last night. Great question. They also lost to Arkansas. Great question. Yeah, who looked horrible? Yeah, I mean they're still going to be in my bracket but hanging on by a thread you know it's but that's texas a&m season isn't it beat tennessee one day lose to vanderbilt the next you know and i'm not sure their resume is much better if the results are reversed but it's you know that's the but that's a&m they can't get out of their own way there's no consistency with that team they're ta- they're talented but they just they just can't play two good games in a row and it's it's a it's a weird team you know it's their resume is going to be one of the hardest for the committee to deal with by the time this is all done. We won't be seeing them on Saturday, though, in the top 16. Uh, you can bet your bottom dollar that's a case. How many SEC teams do we see in the top 16? I know Alabama. Alabama climbed to a two-seed in your deal. Yeah, um, I've got them a little bit lower. Uh, but Tennessee, Alabama, Auburn, maybe South Carolina. South Carolina's got to be right there. That's a great story, what they've done. Yeah. Of course, they took an absolute beating last night on the you know, road. But. but that's Auburn. I mean, Auburn has played, I don't know, 20-some games, and they've had four single-digit margins, all losses, and every other game they've played has been double-digit margins, and many of them north of 20. It, every game they play, <laughs> it's blowouts. Um, 
except for the you know the four one one you know single digit losses. It's been uh, it's been a weird year. I mean, it's I guess they're consistent. You know, Auburn Auburn games are probably not going to be entertaining because there's going to be a big margin involved. Unless, of course, you're an Auburn fan and you like watching them run up the score because uh, they're able to do that uh, pretty easily. Hey, Carol, on the way out, the um, the uh, ACC, I, I just marvel at the SEC just stealing their league. How many teams mm-hmm. right now you have in there from that league? Um, four. Carolina, Duke, Clemson, and Virginia, which has lately emerged from the pile behind the top three, although they took a took a not so great loss this week um but they were pretty hot before that including a win at clemson which is the primary reason that they're in the bracket is because of that win at clemson um but yeah virginia is starting to play more like we expect virginia to play and um so i i feel better about them you know sticking in the bracket but i don't know where a fifth team is coming from can you imagine the sec getting twice as many teams john adams think about that Twice as many teams in as the ACC. Twice as many. How wild that is. Things change, don't they? Oh, my gosh. But you yeah. never really saw that with the ACC in basketball, but things really do change. It, I wonder if NIL is a factor in that. It's got to be. Uh, it's got to be. Yeah, it's got to be. I don't think it's a coincidence that NIL became a thing, and now all of a sudden you know, some of these ACC programs are, are struggling a little bit. Um, I don't want to make too much out of, I'm not a believer that one year is a trend. Um, but, uh, you know, it's something worth watching to see if it becomes a trend. Jerry, you're the man. Saturday, that thing begins, what, noon Eastern time, the reveal? It's, it's 1230 Eastern. Okay. I think the first half hour is on CBS and the second half hour is they move it to Sports Network, but um, CBS Sports Network. But, uh, you know, yeah, it starts at 1230 Eastern. And I guess my Temple boys won't be in the 68. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Temple's, uh, well, you know, there's always the conference tournament. How about the Indiana Hoosiers, who you have a soft spot for? Yeah, yeah. Um, no. That, boy, you talk about a waste of talent. I wow! Mean, and they're talking about bringing him back next year. Uh, well, they've got a couple of five-star guys, like Khalil Ware is going to play in the NBA and and Renault is going to play in the NBA probably next year. And, you know, Renault's good. I mean, Renault plays hard. He's, yep. he's good. And Khalil Ware just relies on his talent. He's 7-1, I think. And yes. Athletic and can shoot the three, but just not really tough enough. And, you know, they've got, uh, you know, the um, their point guard is just a um, – Xavier Johnson is – mercurial <laughs> and now he's hurt but it you know they've got basically two guys that you can count on to play hard every night um renault and uh trey galloway and, and you don't know what you're getting from anybody else yeah you sound and, like you're in a lot of pain uh to hear that uh yeah and if they bring woodson back and uh, you know i i you can expect more of the same next year jerry thank you the great jerry palm one more time thank you brother all right thanks so they're doing a reveal Saturday, Matt, and the Vols are fifth. Fifth. And you poo-poo this talk of a number one seat. Fifth. And, our, and Arizona plays in no league, Matt. No league. A league that will not help them going forward. You heard Jerry say that. I, I, want, you to, I want you to kind of deal with what's going on here, Matt. I want you to deal with this. this. The fact that by the time we get to Phoenix, 
And look, the Vols have looked kind of weird at times. I no doubt about it. Fifth, guys. Fifth. Five. Fifth. John, that's rare air, man. Sure it is. And I, I think uh I think fans are excited about it, but I think there's also some trepidation because they know the history postseason. Why? I don't understand. What do you mean? You know what I was doing last night? I I, I actually do understand. I told on myself last night watching the uh, the Arkansas game. Dalton Connect, you know, Tennessee was perfect from the foul line. He missed three shots. They finished like, I think, 21 of 24, and he missed three. Say he was 7 for 10, which isn't a terrible number. But in my head, I'm catastrophizing, going, you know, this guy's had this thing recently where he's missing foul shots, and I'm going, that's what's going to happen in March. Like, in the back of my mind, I'm always going, or somebody commits a turnover, and I'll go, yeah, that that right there, <laughs> that's going to get him. That's going to get him. A buddy of mine has put together a game, Brian and Matt have seen it, John, where it's called a Tennessee death pool, and basically... <laughs> What we're going to do is we're going to get together before the season, and you 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 put some money in the pot. Everyone puts a little, little money in the pot, and then you draw the sixty-eight teams out of the field blindly, and whoever gets the team that eliminates Tennessee gets the pot. That sounds like a column to me. Is that that's like a great idea? Yeah, that's a column. I mean, that's. I'll give you. I'll give you his information. You could. I mean, he's come up with this game. Oh, definitely. And, and Matt, is that a is that a dark sorted thing that the night the Vols get eliminated, you get a pile of cash. You get like fifteen guys in there. Everybody throws twenty bucks in. You get three cracks at it. However many times you can. However many people are in it. If it's twenty people in it in a sixty-eight team field, you get two and a half pulls. However that works. Um, but somebody's going to get somebody's going to get the team unless the balls cut them down, John, and then the money goes to charity. Well, that's good. That so everybody would win in that situation. Yes. Dixon, would you partake in that? You didn't. Uh, you didn't talk about when I sent you guys the the death pool. No, I, I I like it. It's a little little complicated rules. I'd have to reread it. But no, I, I think it, I love the concept. So, well, I mean, I, on, I, on the one seed thing, ten, Tennessee's got will we'll have to win the SEC to to be in to get a one seed. Yes. So that's you know that's kind of I think they go hand in hand. So I like I'm not worried about the seeding, but if if they can win the SEC, then they can be in the one seed conversation. The thing on Saturdays beyond meaningless. We've learned that in the past. Oh man, I, I mean. That one year, the Kennedy Chandler team oh. after the reveal, they went like seven and one. Beat four teams in the tournament, won the SEC tournament, and got jumped by like Wisconsin. And I think they went up one line and no seed lines in the in the ultimate reveal. And Jerry came on and said that that's just a made for TV deal that it doesn't matter. And now I guess we're pretending it does matter for TV ratings again. But, but that thing Saturday is meaningless. <laughs> see, what what I don't see, I don't see where it's a, even that big a deal for TV. I mean, this isn't football. There are just so many teams. There's so many games. There's so many things that will happen between now and then. And there's so many in upsets in the NCAA tournament that seeding sounds good. But look at the four teams that made it last year. I, I just 
So, Tony, let's get back to this death poo. Uh, so how many people will be in it? We don't know. It's a, as many people as want to enter, right? I, to me, I think you'd have to design it so everybody would get three pulls, paying like 20 bucks each. But it would be, and then you, the winner takes all. So it's strictly, to, it's, it's all a, about really getting one team. That eliminates Tennessee. So, so you could literally do it with any team. I mean, you could, you you could just, turn. You got to get Tennessee's second round opponent, pretty much. Oh, Matt, would you stop? Matt, you're a clown. That's the best bet. The best well, bet. You guys are, are you're being round. a clown. Brian, would you stop well, him? Why is he so, Brian, why is he so negative today? What are we doing? He's a student, he's a student well, play, of history. Uh, He's a student of play the uh, play the Rebus uh, cut of. By the time I get to Phoenix, back. a student so, of history. So, Tony, this this death poo would yes. play well other places. Think oh. how that would go over in Kentucky. Oh, as much as they care about basketball. Oh, 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 oh. oh. and you could do one with Kentucky. You could turn around that night. Yeah. And do what the team that beats Kentucky. The team I, sure. I think it's ingenious. Byron came up with it, and uh, Byron's listening right now. And I don't know if I should give your last name, Byron, because then it would make people angry that we're doing a death pull s- surrounding tennis. But the inevitability is that when you play that tournament, somebody's putting the balls out. I mean, that's just it's just a matter well, of where you know. The, the, and you talk about history; that's immutable. And generally speaking, it's either going to be, to Matt's point, in the second round or in the Sweet 16, generally speaking. Now, this team should go. If this team gets a two-seed, they should go to the Elite Eight pretty easily. If they get a one-seed, they they should be a lock for the Elite Eight. No doubt about it. Look at John's face. John, maybe you buy- he'd be favored to make a Final Four. John, you buy that? Lock for Elite Eight? No, they're not a lock. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> okay, so, so do you think uh, Byron would uh, think I, you could give me his name and sure. number later, and I'll call him for a call? Yeah, I'd be glad to. It's a great okay. idea. What he's he's invented his own game here. And and see, I think it could play like we said. It doesn't have to be Tennessee. It could be anybody. Look exactly. at all the all the fans that are disappointed in their team's postseason success. But this Kentucky team, this Kentucky, that Kentucky fan base hates their team right now. Yeah. Because they play zero defense. They don't play hard. It, it's kind of like that Arkansas bunch. Here's the thing, right? When I was told last night there might have been 8,000 people there, I was talking with a buddy after I got off the air. And he was like, man, you, you wouldn't believe how empty the place was and how cheap tickets were. And I said, oh, no, I do believe that. And, he's, and, and then we got to talking about it. He said, I was really surprised because they love college basketball. And I told him, I'm not really surprised because they love college basketball. Because if you love college basketball, there's no way in hell you're going to sit there and waste your time going to watch a team that goes through the motions. Now, if I wanted to go into a warm building on a, on a Wednesday night to watch, you know, college and see Dalton Connect play, okay, fine. You know, he might have brought a few others in because he's a star player. What other reason? As an Arkansas fan, would you have of going to that game last night, John? Could you think of anything? No, except what else are you doing in Fayetteville? And and also, I think with that, they do have a history. And, and things like that are habit-forming. It's just like, doesn't matter how bad the team is, how it plays, style of play. It's like, 
Well, we go, we support our team and they go. Yep. There's a segment of the fan base that's like that. Now you bring the point you bring up about Arkansas applies to Kentucky. Kentucky fans are as rabid about basketball, maybe more so than any SEC fan base is about football. They're just crazy about Kentucky basketball. So, and, and they know basketball pretty well. The large majority of those fans really know basketball, I think. And so when they see this team with that amount of talent produce the results it does, I could think, I I bet some fans get physically ill there in Lexington watching that team play. There's no doubt about that. I mean, there's no, and and again, you're talking about discerning sports fans. Uh, 865-200-5402. It's wall-to-wall you. Here's the deal. We come back. ESPN's done a very interesting thing in the league has. Because when they set these schedules up, they decide, you know, what are going to be the feature TV games. That Lady Vol South Carolina game is like a feature game in women's college basketball. Now, I'm going to ask John if that's a good decision they made. Because, look, in those spots on those Thursday night slots, and they've pushed this thing. Like, I was watching the NBA the other night. And they read a promo for that game. Like, they actually spent time in a game to promote, hey, number one South Carolina against Tennessee Lady Vols. Now, down through the years, Lady Vols have been known. Lady Vols are New York Yankee-esque, historically, in college baseball, or college ba- women's college basketball. This could be their late 70s into mid-70s period they've had here where they kind of disappeared for a while. All dynasties do that. I'm open to that. Um, John thought before the year that the Lady Vols had a team that was going to go to the Elite Eight, something like that. Now I'm going to ask him what tonight's game's going to look like, what we can expect. I'll be tuned in. I watch the big games in that sport. I enjoy the big, the night in and night out. I'm not going to look at because it's kind of not competitive. And that's my knock on the sport. And my hope is you put something on national television. My hope is it's a close game. And it's a competitive game, and you see a fun game. You see an interesting game. Like, we were talking about the Super Bowl Friday. And Bino said, you know what, Tony? I don't know who I'm rooting for. And I don't even know if I'm going to gamble on it. I just hope it's a close, good football game. You know, something that you can kind of watch. I'm going to ask John when we come back. Is tonight's game going to be a close, good credit to their sport basketball game because otherwise why would you put it on espn feature it and promote it all week they've been promote like promoting it in their other games which i think is an interesting thing they've done he wrote a column that i linked to yesterday in the blog that i want to ask him about where he essentially said the goal is don't embarrass yourself now i'm not gonna put words in his mouth but that's essentially if I could sum the sum the, and I'm going to ask him what the path of that is. There a path to victory for that Tennessee team tonight? Also, Tony Vols guys get get going. Uh, they released yesterday uh, their roster. Also, um, I want to ask Matt, Brian, John about this weekend. Are they surprised that Drew Beam? is not the starter right off the jump. What is that about? Tennessee's got another opening uh, on their coaching staff. Brian G. Marie left today. And the question for John, 
Matt Bryan, you is is it time for Josh Heupel to go outside and bring in some firepower on this coaching staff? Is that a concern that he's not been thus far a guy that does that? That he's gone young in some spots? I I know what I think, but we're going to take a brief time out. And continue with more, 865-200-5402. And then how does a 96-team NCAA basketball tournament grab you? Because Jerry said this thing's going to last through the current deal. There's no way, there's no way, Jerry Palm, that they're going to wait till 2032 to expand the field or alter uh, the alter college basketball's postseason. So we've got a lot to discuss very little time to get there. More after this. This is Coach Traders Golf from Columbia Central High School Football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the garbage man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 
1-800-808-8808, Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife, Bradley, and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I'm a deck and porch builder, and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, memsmodernlandscape.com. That's memsmodernlandscape.com. And check out what we have to offer. Thanks. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Noisen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. If you have Medicare and Medicaid, you may be able to get more help to cover your care and costs. A United Healthcare dual complete plan can help you get more benefits than original Medicare. Whether you choose our online tools or over the phone support, United Healthcare will help you compare options so you can choose a plan with confidence. See if you qualify for a United Healthcare dual complete plan. Call 855 UHC MORE. That's 855 UHC MORE. 855 UHC MORE. Looking for something to take your mind off this traffic? How about a true story of instant success? Did you hear about the two friends who went grocery shopping in Ashland City and picked up everything on their list plus $75,000? Or the one where a truck driver made a last minute stop off Interstate 40 and drove off with a cool million? All their lives changed in an instant, and yours could too. So stop by your local retailer for your chance with instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing, life-changing fun. Please play responsibly. <clears throat> oh, beautiful gold rush with your sparkling top prize. You surely are a sight for sore eyes. And jackpot slots with your chance of $75,000 winners. Oh, how I'd take you for a candlelight dinner. Uh, sounds like people are really loving the new February Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery. Play today for your chance to win up to $5 million. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. We'll be back with you, 865-200-5402. John Adams in the house today. Presented by Jennifer Morris, Keller Williams, who's outstanding. Uh, we've got a ton to talk about today. Jerry Palm joined us earlier said Tennessee is probably when they do their bracket reveal on CBS is going to be the first number two seed and and to that Matt Dixon's very nonplussed and said Tony that's the biggest joke in the world it has nothing to do with nothing and he cites history and he wants to be a party pooper Negamat in the house today Negamat won't sell for the number one seed all right John let's speaking speaking what is that Matt or just realistic. Oh, speaking of, uh, John, your column wasn't exactly effusive toward Kelly Jolly, the job she's done, and the spot the Lady Vols are in coming into that game tonight. So my question is, did did the networks and the league do a smart thing putting that thing, making it a feature game? Would you have done that? Well, I don't know what their all their choices were, but you have to understand uh, – 
in the women's game right now, I think what they're doing, Caitlin Clark trumps everything for hours. She's on the major networks now. People want to watch Caitlin Clark. We've talked about this before. Maury Hanks, a basketball promoter, longtime NBA scout that lives here, has, has talked about that. And she's just a, she's a crowd draw unlike anything we've seen in a long time. So maybe ever, I guess. Uh, but I think what it is, it's South Carolina. They're promoting a South Carolina team that looks like one of the best ever in women's basketball. Yikes. I, I think Tennessee is kind of like, uh, the Washington Generals. I mean, it's so they not, have, do they have a chance tonight? No. If you were going to, like, if I was saying, like, over at Zen Sports, if you were going to gamble on that game, right? Like, if you were going to feel comfortable pl- placing a bet on the Lady Vols, how many points, John, would you need? It's a home game. If I were for betting them. on the Lady Vols? Yeah. How many points well, would you need on their side tonight in that game? Well,. That would be hard to say. I would never bet on a basketball game because this is not a big deal to South Carolina. There's always a chance in South Carolina. I mean, I know uh, Don Staley, its coach, preaches play to a standard. Yeah. And I thought, I'm not sure South Carolina's getting there. Connecticut was the best team I ever saw at doing that. Gino Ariema imbued them with that. Uh, you play to stand. You don't care where you're playing, uh, Seton Hall's worst team or Tennessee's best team. Here's the standard you're trying to reach. And like, uh, Nick Saban at Alabama. When he would go to a yeah. press conference and they beat somebody by sure. 42 to 10 and he's mad about the three mistakes they made on special sure. teams. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you make that just, uh, that, that's the nucleus of your program. Yeah. Is that's how, and that's how you go. And so I've been impressed with how South Carolina has done that. I don't know if there's ever been a team in women's basketball that lost so much that's been so good. I mean, they just, they dominated that WNBA draft. What is it about her and them, John, out of nowhere that has made them so amazing? And could she do that here? Like if Dawn Staley was here, would she just do it here? Sure. Um, there's no reason for South Carolina to be really good in women's basketball. Why was, uh, I mean, what would Tennessee have been if not for Pat Summit? I think Pat Summit could have gone to anywhere America and built a dominant program. It's all about the coach. Don Staley could do that. Gino could do that. And, and I think Kim Mulkey can do that. Should Kim Mulkey at LSU takes over a losing program. The first year wins. 26 games the second year she wins a national championship the coaches make all the difference it took don staley a while to get this program going but she made it better every year the first time she brought a south carolina team to thompson bowling yeah um she lost that tennessee was a two-time defending national champion and it beat south carolina 68 to 56 that was kind of an indicator where that Tennessee team was headed. It ended up losing 11 games. But my point is, when she first came here, Dodd Sailing, South Carolina basketball was nothing. It's uh, She's done it South Carolina also in terms of, of fan excitement. She's done what Bruce Pearl did at Auburn. How can anyone envision Auburn having one of the best home court advantages in men's basketball? 
Well, that's such a good Bruce point. Earl that's such a good and, point. Yeah, and that's happened in South Carolina too. So I think, but here's the here's the best case scenario for Tennessee. South Carolina comes in, mm-hmm. just doesn't have a, a great night. Just kind of is not into it as much as it should be. It just played Connecticut, played it without its one of the country's best post players who was trying out for some. Uh, I forgot what team it was in in her country. Uh, so she just leaves, and they're still dominant against UConn. Not an old UConn team, but a, a top 25 UConn team. And it was just dominant against it. So maybe, maybe that's, maybe South Carolina's not as sharp. Maybe Tennessee hits some, uh, hits some threes. Yeah. And so the line is, uh, I just saw, I think Matt O'Brien just, uh, texted that is a 20 point, a 20.5 favorite. Well, there, there's no way I would take Tennessee. And 20 and a half? And 20 and a half points. I, I mean, well, How high would it have to be for you to take Tennessee? It'd have to be 30. 30? Yeah, John, I mean, they're in I'm their a building. 30? I'm not, I'm not saying Tennessee won't play under that, but for me to feel good about the bet, My because I know Donna South Carolina's May. at its best. If it's at its best, it'll win by 30. I mean, go back. I watched on TV. I watched Tennessee play Ohio State early in the year, and I think Ohio State won by 20 points. 30? Let's go back to the phones. It's not as good as South Carolina. So we got that to talk about. We've got, and John, the crux of your article was, and what was the response to that article? You basically wrote an article saying, Here's your goal, Kelly uh, uh, Kelly Harper. Don't get embarrassed. What, did, what kind of response do you get from that? I haven't checked my emails. <laughs> I really care, don't I? No, I, I'm, I, I don't know how much response it will get. I, I don't know why that, that would have struck people as so odd. I, I mean... It's really strange. How Can many you, people, how many Tennessee fans going into that uh, arena would be thinking, man, we got a chance to upbeat the number one team in the country in their unbeaten streak? Do you still think they have an Elite Eight uh, team this year? No. Nowhere close. I thought, looking at that team on paper, I mean, uh, Kelly did a nice job of working the portal. She got Rakia Jackson from Mississippi State a couple of years ago. She got Jules Spear, uh, a really good player in the ACC. Jasmine Powell, a really good player in uh, in the Big Ten with Minnesota. So I thought she had some parts, and she has really good height. It's one of the taller teams in women's basketball. But the, it, the team just doesn't click. I mean, it's had a lot... It lost by double figures to MTSU. Back Lady Vols had never lost MTSU. Back to the phones we go. Matt, are you in favor for or against a potential 96-team tournament in the NCAA? I mean, I don't even know what the point of playing a season is if they went to 100 it may It may shock, may shock you, but I'm against expansion of the NCAA tournament. John Adams, are you? Lot, I mean, you're going to put teams with under 500 records in. That's exactly that, right. If you get to that point, that's exactly I mean, right. Team, teams that are like three and four games below 500 in their own league. That's gonna, exactly right. Are going to be comfortably in the tournament. So yes. what do you? That's it, just stupid. Don't change that. That's that's ridiculous. They need the money, though. That's the thought. Yeah. 
No, I'm serious. It's going to create, right now it creates a billion dollars. Their projection is if they went to 96, it could create 1.8 billion. They could almost double their take. There's an article yesterday, uh, Ross Dellinger wrote, that's fantastic. It's long form. I picked out some of the highlights and then linked to the article on the uh, over at tclub.team today so you don't have to read the whole thing. But the, the, the gist of both playoffs is don't get too comfortable with either one in, in basketball and football. There was uh, that Oresco guy, president of the AAC, who's now done, or commissioner. Mike Oresco said, here's the deal. You got two years of this 12-team playoff. And they're going to go to 16. Two years. He said that thing when they went to four, it was always going to expand. And they're going to go to 16. And the reason they're going to go to 16 is, he said, you watch and see at the bottom of this thing the weeping and gnashing of the teams that don't get in. And television is going to eat it up. When they go to 16, a 16-team playoff, he said you can either structure it like the NFL and if you did that and you did no buys, you could have eight home games on eight home sites around college football. The first eight teams host. And, John, you're shaking your head at how insane that would be. Or no, you could do insane, four buys. It, it, Go no, ahead. no it's, it's predictable. I'm sure that will happen. I don't have any doubt about that. It's all money-driven. Yep. More teams is more money. Yep. And, and I... I thought in terms of a 16-team playoff rather than 12. I thought 12 was an odd number. Uh, I would think 8 would be more likely first than 12, but so they hit us with 12. But 16 teams, why not? Uh, I think that's inevitable. Can you imagine how many SEC teams would be in a 16-team playoff? And can you imagine the pressure on teams to make a 16-team playoff? You're almost talking about making the top 20 now. If you don't make the 16-team playoff, what good are you? Eight and four SEC teams will be on the on the fringe of making that. Sure. And then, uh, and then you look at, I mean, with basketball, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if basketball just let everybody in at some point. Their coaches have advocated that. You know well, why? No pressure. They, they sort of do that the way it is with the conference tournaments. Everybody has a chance when those things start. To make the tournament. Which is another great point Matt brought up, which is something that we're going to have to grapple with as we go forward. The Kentucky fans, that tournament thing is just ingrained in them, and it's like their holiday. They say, but that's their bowl game. Yes. It just is what it is. Let's just call it. They don't even care that it doesn't move the needle, that it doesn't matter for seating. They're just there to celebrate college basketball. And I'll give their fan base a lot of credit. Like, I've told this story on the air, and if you've heard it, I don't want to bore you. But let's go back to the phones. We took a bus trip to the LSU game. Here I am, 15 years ago, Pearl Patrol. I'm a young, yeah, I'm a little younger, 40-ish maybe, 38-ish, 40-ish. And, so and, you weren't really that young. Go ahead. But damn, I look good. We um, get in the bus, and I'm telling people, hey, look, our tickets are upstairs. And this is what we could kind of afford. But don't worry about it. We're all going to sit, you know, down courtside. It was down in Nashville. John, we get in that place, and they're in a seat to be had. <laughs> I take part of our group, and we sit in the end zone. And I'm like, well, we'll just sit here. 
several Kentucky fans showed up. It was Tennessee and LSU. We were both Thursday afternoon, right? Thursday afternoon, bottom of the barrel. Two teams that were bottom of the barrel at the time. We had sort of an off season that year. LSU wasn't very good at all. It was a I, Thursday afternoon I game. Tennessee, I, they went to the Elite Eight team. I don't know if they were a bottom well, of the barrel. Well, but they, they struck. The remember, eight. they struggled though that season, and they kind of caught fire. Do you do you not remember that? They weren't. Yeah, they uh, were, I think they were third. It was a three seed in the East versus a six seed in the West. Whatever it was, it wasn't a game. It wasn't a game Kentucky fans should have been at. Is my point. And I'm looking at him, and I and I looked this lady who made us move, and I said, "Are you serious?" And she said, "Yeah, these are my tickets." And I said, "But you guys don't play tomorrow, and what are you doing here?" And she said, "Oh, honey, I, I love it." And I was just like, "Okay." It was an education for me. Say what you want to say about those people, but that's a party those Kentucky fans have time for. But here's my point: in a month, Matt, we're going to have a discussion. How far do I want to go in that SEC tournament? I'm going to tell you right now, if the Vols are a two seed, I don't care. Get beat and get out and get your rest and get ready for the real thing. Am I wrong? John, am I wrong? Well, no. But here's the other side of that. If The sooner they get out, the harder and more they will practice. So they might be better off just playing some games. You need to win at least one game in the SEC tournament, I think. I, at least, at I least one. I don't and like then go them. home. And then go like home. Like Matt said, I don't like going one and done in any tournament. I never I, get to Saturday and then anything I, else is gravy. I care less. Back to the phones we go. And the fact they won it two, year, won it two years ago, I think the urgency to win it for the first time since the 70s is pretty much that's not – out there and play anymore. Brian Hartman has taken myself and Roger Williams under wing. He says that zone one, we have to apologize to Jimmy Dykes, is now a term that's being used on shot charts everywhere. And zone one connotes, let me look at this here, zone one connotes what, Brian? Yeah, I which can't, one's zone one? Yeah, Brian, which one's zone one? How do you know that, Brian? Where do you see zone one? I see field goal zone, twos, threes. Where do you see one, Brian, on there? What do you mean zone one? Hang on. Hang on for my apology for Jimmy Dykes. I might not have to apologize to him. Brian, where's zone one on this chart? Matt, do you see zone one on Brian's I'm looking, chart? I'm looking myself. No, I'm looking myself. It's, it's, just, this, the, this it's just a shot. Away. It's just a typical shot chart that that they're very useful. Thank but you. There's no there's no zones labeled. It just you okay. know you have like left wing, right wing. Jimmy Dyke, would you stop baseline. it? Jimmy, stop it! Stop it, Jimmy! No apology. Stop it. But, but, zone, but zone one can be literally anywhere. Catch radius. Catch radius. You don't throw that out to a general general audience. Oresco uh, is a former CBS Sports Network executive, by the way, who is saying. And he's also saying you're going to see a 96-team basketball field in short order because they are addicted to what, John? What are they addicted to, John? Executives. What are they addicted to, John? They're addicted to money is what they're addicted to. TV executives have just ruined college sports. Back to the phones we go. This this is awful. 96-team NCAA tournament, really? Let's get our next call. We're trying to get Vandy in the thing. More games, more you know, buzzer uh, beaters. You want that Arkansas I, team playing in the play-in game? And Brian's got a correction Imagine, on me on, on my bottom of the barrel. Go ahead, Brian. Then we'll go to the phones. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, two, two points here. Tennessee, actually, in 2010, they had the third best record in the league, but you had the goofy East-West division split. Yep. So the West winner was 9-7. and seven. The Vols were 11-5. and five. So third best record out of a 12-team league is not quite bottom of the barrel. Jordan Howe texted me and said, thanks, man. I'm glad to know I played on a bottom-of-the-barrel team that went to the Elite Eight. Uh, Darren wants me to explain the death pool again. Maybe we'll do that here in a little bit. Let's go to the phones and get our next call in. Hello and welcome. Death pool's in town It's the Polly one. Hey, Paul. Hey, Paulie. Paulie, you probably went into that death pool. That sounds like right up your alley. Absolutely, but uh, I had I was all ready for my call, but Tony. Now this is a joke, okay? I know you like comedy. This is a joke directed at you, so don't flush me like you do. Like you did Titans Bill again. I never do that to Titans Bill. Which was embarrassing. It seems like every Thursday I get to call and I have to report the the misconduct on your behalf to Titans Bill to John Adams. But I it's unfortunate. I, I, know, I know why. Um, I know why your radio lines are always so full because you said back to the phones fifty minutes ago. <laughs> Hello? Hey, Tony. <laughs> I haven't been keeping score, but, Tony, how many calls have we taken so far? How many amused, how amused is Paulie that he just that's giggled more, at himself there? John, that's one more than yesterday. <laughs> that was my Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, that was my Valentine's Day gift from my heart to yours. A, a show Bino, full of content yesterday. As Bino would say, shots fired. Interesting. As Tony Basilio says, power of button. Hey, guys. Um, it, Tony, you want a good idea to get uh, for a, a total great, great show with all-time ratings is you let, you let Pandering John interview Kelly Harper. You let Matt Dixon interview Jerry Palm, and you let me interview Bruin. Oh, I'm sure all three of those things are going to happen. He just called you pandering John, John Adams. I you don't care what people that, call me. <laughs> he goes, you started that, Tony. <laughs> Paul, you're a clown. The one thing we need that we don't need to teach Bruin is trying to lose a second-round game in the SEC tournament. Why? We don't ever need to try to teach him how to lose early in a tournament. He's excellent in the SEC tournament. You know, Tennessee's history Tennessee's history in the SEC tournament was essentially null and void till he got here. Bruce Pearl had one year where he made a final. Rick Barnes cut the nets down in Tampa. It'll never be forgotten by the living fan. People were on here crying. But we've been there, we've done that. This team has bigger fish to fry. Saturday, 1230, CBS, the Vols will be the first number two seed and might, since they're number one in your heart, might sneak on another one line, Polly. And, like and you'll be a believer. Like you'll be a believer when you see it. I like that death pool. I, that's a great idea. Yes. But I, I could almost double down on that. We could do that would be the... The varsity tournament, and then I could have a junior varsity death pool, and that would be who he's trying to get a buy to pay his buyout when he loses. 
Holy, uh, thank you. I hope that was worth it. The wait, good things are worth waiting for, as they say in the trade. Do you think that was worth it to him? Johnny took a shot at me, took a shot at you, took a shot at Matt. That That's fine. Shots are acceptable. But tell you the more I think about this death pool. Yeah. Uh, you need you need to take this and run with it. You need to do a show, a death pool show, have, right on air. You have people, you have a draft of teams from people in your audience, and let them pick. And you you keep a record of it, and you have a winner. You get a sponsor for it, and whoever eliminates the Vols is the winner. It's really macabre, isn't it? It's like sports macabre. I kind of like it. I think it's very funny. I think it's very I think funny. It draw a lot of interest. Back to the phones we go. Byron, I think you're on to something. Hello and welcome into our next call. Tony, how's it going? CK Boke. Hey, Boke. Not in Columbia. So, it's correct. John, I'm a little confused. I'm hearing death poo as in, you know, you, you go. Are you cracking on John? Now, what are people coming well, after? They're making fun of the man's poo. accent? It's death poo, you clown. I mean, I'm just, I want clarification, John. That's all. No worries. Well, for the uh, record, I love the Louisiana accent. I'm sure my accent sounds funny to John. I'm down with it. I'm for it. I got time for it. The late, great Buddy Deliberto took me under wing when I was young on uh, WWL, John. Is that right? WL, yes. WWL. Buddy was a really good columnist with the time speaking. In. Was he really? Oh, he was a great columnist. He's a better columnist than he was on talk radio. What? Yeah, he was a terrific columnist. He was an incredible uh, radio personality. Is he the one that came up with the ain'ts and the bag over the head in the 70s? That sounds like, buddy. Yeah. Imagine calling your team the ain'ts. It's uh, Death Pool. I'm sorry if I'm just dropping that out. I apologize. John, I'm just messing. Why would you do that, Bogey? As a longtime contributor, would you like to get the Rusty talking to here? Because I'm going to give you the Rusty talking to. Would you like the Rusty talking to? Why don't you call back in the the third hour, and I'll give you the the Rusty speech, big boy. There is a couple things I wanted to just say before you you can me. Yes. Uh, (laughs) And I would love to be in the pool. Uh, let me be in that pool if you do it. I would love to be down for that. That would be fun. It sounds fun. It's interesting. And and Byron, by the way, and I know you. I'm pretty sure who we're referring to. Yes, there, yeah, the, we're we're referring golf to Golf Pro Byron. That's right. Yeah, he's he's got some great. He's uh, un, it's surprising to me how uh, sharp he is at times. Anyways, yeah, um, me too. When you when you watch him, it's very surprising. <laughs> I know what you're so, saying because that guy doesn't look like he can walk and chew gum. At this. Well, never mind, Byron. I love yes, you. Sir. I'm goofier than anybody listening to the show, so there you have it. Tony, it's not breaking news, but I don't know if you're aware, but there is a new apparel line out there called Sunday Red. Say it with me, Tony. Sunday Red. Is there a full moon tonight, these first two calls, John Adams? What is Sunday Red? I'm about to educate. Oh no, 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 not Ty. No, not Ty. No, 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 no. Tiger Woods, his new line. Yes, sir. He got away from Nike. Really? Tiger Woods has his own clothing line now called Sunday Red. Yeah, and it's most people don't like the most people don't like the name of it. I guess it could catch on. You know, if it's good, it's good. Whatever it's called. 
Um, uh, I was explaining I was to Anthony how good he was because, you know, I've got this avid golf, and me and Laura were trying to explain to Anthony how Tiger Woods, in his when he burst on the scene, went out there in a sport that was highly competitive and would scare the best golfers in the world. When he put that red uniform on on Sunday, it's like he was wearing like Superman in a cape or something. And they would all wilt around him. It was the craziest yep. thing. The torrid run that he went on. John, can you imagine that the Tiger Woods, it was a slam dunk that he was going to break Jack's records. A slam. It wasn't even a thought. I thought he would end up with like 30 majors before it was all said and done. And look at him. Look at what became yeah. of that. It didn't work out. What was uh, intriguing to me when I he covered the Masters, I used to cover it yearly, and uh, the the fans, the way they flocked around him, and even if he weren't winning the tournament, so many people wanted to be on the hole where he was and to be able to say, I saw Tiger Woods hit a hit a five iron on, on number seven or whatever it was uh it was amazing but i will also say i was there when jack nicholas won his last masters in 86 and the crowd around jack nicholas was unlike anything i've ever seen in sports the way the whole the whole crowd the whole gallery all over that course they just love jack that's nicholas. really neat the roar I went down to Augusta with Laura. Um, the great Joe McNish gave us a couple of practice passes that he won in a lottery. And, and he, he said that uh, or this was um, 13 years ago, maybe. It was right after Woods had all the stuff happen, a couple years after that. But he he was still Tiger Woods. He's still Tiger Woods today. The way the crowd reacted to him when he walked out to hit a couple balls was the craziest thing John I've ever seen. I don't know that I've ever seen an um an audience react to somebody like that. It was like Taylor Swift and her fans almost. <laughs> it, it was Yeah, and really though, there's kind of been a history of that in golf because the fans uh mm-hmm. reacted to Jack Nicholas that way mm-hmm. when he was older and the fans reacted that way from the beginning with Arnold Palmer. Yep, Arnie's army. Arnie's army, yeah. Guys, I appreciate you talking about Tiger for a few minutes. It's good to hear on the sports talk show. Well, uh, you, you know, makes it helps. Yep. You know, makes me feel good. I don't know. Uh, I hey, mean, on the way out, on, son, on the way out, Tony. Son, go ahead. <laughs> on the way out, uh, in light of uh, Osher Baby's performance at halftime, could we get John to do a rendition of his? You're out of here. Your guys are clowns get our next call in hello and welcome into our next that's call that's why you can wait an hour and a half to take a call that's exactly right hello oh. my valentine hello valentine <laughs> listen i'm on the third stage of grief i'm making progress <laughs> over your 49ers oh yeah it's been rough I asked Watson Brown yesterday on the air, I'm like, can you imagine taking the football, knowing that Mahomes is over there in an overtime where you know they're going to get the ball? And his reply is negative. I cannot imagine that. Let let him keep having a chance because, you know, uh, yeah, there's just so many if, if, if. I'm proud of them. Look, fans that 
started hollering, you know, replacing, you know, the top two. So that's Brock and Kyle. And I said, how ignorant. You know, they're mad because they're, we've made it to the Super Bowl, I think, three times in the past, what, nine years, that it, or seven, but he's not one. But, oh, my God. You know, would you rather be sitting at home and not know? As Bino said, I would like to choke in the Super Bowl, and I would like to choke in the Final Four. Bino had a great reply to that the other day. He said, put me down for let's go to the Final Four this year and choke a game away. He said, I'm I'm all in favor of that. And put me down next year for my Colts in the Super Bowl and choking away a Super Bowl game. John, can you imagine um, Steve Wilkes, the guy that we saw at Missouri, their defensive coordinator, a year and a half later being uh, an NFL or was it two and two and a half years later, being an NFL defensive coordinator for a team in the Super Bowl, and his defense is so cockeyed that the coach has to call a timeout to get him out of a defense that he got in, which you don't see much in the NFL, but that happened over the weekend. And then he fired him a couple days later. Can you imagine how weird that profession is? That a guy that got banished from Missouri... That was the worst defensive. That looked like Arkansas's effort last night, the way Missouri played against Josh Heupel that game. We could have had a 1,300 yards of total offense. How weird is the coaching profession, Adams? How strange is that? It's so bizarre, Tony, when you go back. And and I thought Wilkes was one of the worst coordinators hires in SEC history because he took over a Missouri team. It's easy to forget this. But the strength of that Missouri team was supposed to be its front seven. And they absolutely got run off the field virtually every game. They couldn't stop the run. And and sometimes when guys come from the NFL to college, they they have a tendency to make things way too complicated. And so I, I get that. Nonetheless, though, and he next thing you know, he was gone. But I was shocked when he was hired as an NFL defensive coordinator. And then I thought, well, I guess it was just all about the schemes he was running didn't fit his personnel. But the idea of being a really competent coordinator is to match your system with your personnel. And uh, that was odd in the Super Bowl. It was very Very odd. And Shanahan let him go and then said afterwards it just didn't work out. It, it just didn't. It just didn't. Cl- I'm like you went to the Super Bowl. He's like, and well, it just didn't they click. Won overtime. Yeah, it's like in the Super Bowl. It's like uh, winning it, uh, and it didn't work out. I mean, Peggy, you talk about cutting a promo on somebody. Not only did they I let him go, but then he said, Man, "Well, I ain't got no trouble cutting nobody, does he?" No, he doesn't. Well, that's see, and that's the the guys that win in the pros, and the guys that win in college big don't have a heart they don't all they have to think all they can think about is how do i keep my team here they don't they're not worried about cutting people loose yeah one of the things i heard they said somebody giving my son advice they said one of the worst things you can do is hire friends and family because you have to be able to do what you have to do and not think about the person and, and, you know, for a and, family member or friend. Yep. And I would be lying to you. I'm going to say it out loud because I'm crazy enough to say it out loud working in this town. That's one of the things about Josh Heupel that concerns me. Yeah, no no I, offense. You know, that's a concern that's of mine. But, you know, wouldn't it be something if after all this we went through and everybody 
You know, we was in such a hurry to get Nico up there, and now they're trying to take him. That's, I mean, you can put, say it ever how you want to, but they see what's coming. And, look, I don't know if it's a conspiracy, say whatever you want to, but if you read that article or if you read that complaint by the NCAA, it states clearly in there that they're doing this based on complaints by adjoining state about what we did. So, you know, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure out. Somebody was, uh, you know, saying, what about this, what about this, what about this? And, uh, you know, who's that going to be? And it don't look to me like we've got, uh, I mean, the SEC commissioner is not doing a thing to back us. He's not saying a word. Now, if that was Alabama, he would have... Matt, hey, Matt, hang on a second, Peggy. Matt, has, has he, has the NCAA said anything? Where's Peggy going? Break uh, me some news yeah. here, Matt. No, I don't think the NCAA has said anything. No, definitely not publicly. John? So I, I mean, I, I think she's on the right point of what, of what they're going for, but there's, I don't think there's anything official about it. Don't scare me, Peggy. That that Mar guy, Mars, yesterday scared me when he said Tennessee's gotten their uh, NOA, and I clicked on his link, and it really, my heart sank. I thought, oh, my gosh, not on Valentine's Day. And then he put NOA notice of apology, and he had a little thing written up from the NCA. And I thought, well, that's cute, but don't do that to me. Don't do that to us. No, I, 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 I mean that. I don't know if it was in the statement or whatever it was that the NCA put out after Dante. Oh, NOA you're talking about? Statement. Okay, I see what you're saying. Okay, but they yeah. haven't formally charged Tennessee no, with no, anything. No, no. Okay. Don't scare me. Or, yeah, or whatever they issued. And then if you, I went back and read it, and it's got like three or four. It's numbered, and it tells the reasons why that they're looking at them, I guess. The reasons why they're investigating Oh, this thing, I, is, I, this I, thing I, is 100%, in my opinion, about prying Nico loose from Tennessee eventually. Oh, yeah, that's what that's, that, it's, yeah, and it's yeah. about spite. And it is, it's ridiculous and it's silly. And I don't know how their sport, how the sport has grown the way it's grown under their, to imagine, John, if you had a competent leadership at the head of the NCAA, how big major college football could be. Think about that. Yes, uh, Pete Rozelle of the NFL yeah. fame were alive today. Yeah. If, if you found somebody that could just shepherd that sport, Imagine it's huge already. It's the second biggest um, sport we have to the NFL. But but keep in mind, it's never been more difficult to shepherd this sport because uh, courts have gotten involved and they've re- completely reshaped what the sport is. And now it's a uh, it's a mini NFL. Well, it's I a- I had a guy on yesterday who was excellent, by the way who is in that space of the the legal space and then the business of um business of college sports and he tells me yesterday peggy he says i say why don't these smart people get in a room and come up with a solution he said that's a great idea he said 15 years ago that would have been a great idea he said you know who's going to do this eventually it's the courts and Congress are going to tell you what college football. In about three years, they're going to tell you what it, what it looks like, what's legal, what's legal to happen, what's not legal. He said, because the minute those people sit in a room and come up with tenets and bylaws, somebody's going to stand up and take them to court, and half of them are going to get struck down. And you know, I'd never even considered that. He said, but that's what they put themselves 
at this point in time. So it's wild yeah, to think about. Well, last year, I think it was last July when I was listening to the, they call it the SEC Media Days. It was down in Atlanta, I think. And that's when that kind of this whole thing started because they had a conference and Lane Kaffin got up and gave a speech. And he was really, you know, just going off about the NIL deals and how bad it was yep. and how bad it was going to be yep. and complaining about it. Well, you're doing it and taking advantage of it. Lane Kiffin called it pay-for-play last year. He said, let's call it what it is. And then he went out and bought a great roster. Yeah. And he was the first one to use the phrase Wild West. And Wild West. And that phrase was used in that. Uh, answer. That's yep. what it was called, an answer by the NCAA. That phrase was used. Peggy, you need to let it go with Lane Kiffin. Next time they play at home. A play, a play Ole Miss in, in Knoxville. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to set up a deal at Calhoun's on the River, because I'll call Lane and get him down there. And okay. what we'll do is we'll get a deal down there where you and him sit at a table and you work out your di- – see, unlike the folks at the NCA, I can get things done. Okay. And we're going to get your Twitter dispute behind you. You would like Lane if you met him. You would see that he kind of yeah. – he's in on the joke and – he did not turn Tennessee in, Peggy. John, what percent chance is that Lane Kiffin's behind the NCA being on Tennessee's doorstep, yeah, like Peggy believes? John, what percent chance? That there's just no way that that has any Lane Kiffin has anything to do with this. Zero, Peggy. I love you. I'm for you, in not against you. Listen, Tony, and not really in my mind of mind. I mean, I don't think he's like. You know, the evil guy twiddling, twirling his mustache and behind every bad thing that happens to us. Peggy, you're the greatest. I think think we like to aggravate him and he likes to aggravate us. And I think he misses us as much as some people miss him. He's like a cheating husband to me. Peggy, thank you. I think there's a, a lot of people in our fan base that have a crush on him, including Mark and Columbus. And one thing I don't do on here is go around crushing on coaches. Brian, did Tony Valls get his box of chocolate-covered strawberries from Bradley's? Have we found out if Tony Valls got his box? <laughs> you don't. You don't crush on coaches, okay? Um, he was going to try to get say, him or send him assistant. Say, coach, but I if I'd have known I, that, I, if I if I'd have known that little piece, Brian, I would have gone and gotten him for him yesterday and driven him right to his place. Do but you he think did not reply? When I asked him if he got the strawberries, so hopefully he did or somebody got them for him. John Adams, do you believe Come Tony Valls? This game week. Do you believe you Tony Valls? Huh? See, the season opener. Do He's you got a flight to catch today? Do you He's believe already in the air or down Tony, there? John, do you believe Tony Valls uh, got milk, dark, or white chocolate? What do you think his fancy was? Tony Valls. Dark chocolate. I agree with that. He went for the extra antioxidants. As we come back on the other side, that man, could you imagine that dark chocolate caught in those bright white teeth? As we take a brief time out and continue with more after this. This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM FM, Columbia, Tennessee. 
celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. Hello, this is Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Garnets begin the year as January's birthstone. Garnets are also the gemstone that are traditionally gifted for a second wedding anniversary. Here at Tillis Jewelry, we have a variety of garnets to fit your budget, whether you prefer vintage or modern. Next time you visit us, be sure to mention this ad and receive 10% off your purchase. You deserve something new to begin the new year. Follow us at Facebook and Instagram. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day -day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin, is here to serve Murray and Williamson County. We have over 50 years of business with all the experience combined. All insurance claims, as well as unibody and frame repairs and glass claims are welcomed. Call today for selected insurance companies, 931-381-4915 Columbia, and Franklin, 615-794-1959. Or check us out at www.brownsbodyshop.com. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. This is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager at Columbia Ace Hardware. We have changed our store hours to better serve our community. Columbia Ace Hardware is now open from 7 to 7, Monday through Friday, from 8 to 4 on Saturday, and closed on Sunday. Come see us at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard and let us show you customer service that can only be found at Columbia Ace Hardware. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. 
I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Shearex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. Minutes matter when you call 911 for a heart attack, and Murray Regional Health is ready to care for you. Utilizing the -the state-of-the-art cardiac cath lab at Murray Regional Medical Center, our team of expert cardiologists and experienced clinical professionals are equipped to investigate heart conditions quickly and perform life-saving interventional procedures. Go to murrayregional.com slash heart to learn more. And remember, always dial 911 when you or someone near you is experiencing heart attack symptoms. Murray Regional Health, where clinical excellence meets compassionate care. In Tuscaloosa, we live by the blue-collar basketball motto. Stepping back, deep three, bottom. Hard work. Two on one, driving, stepping through, tough shot, got it to go. Dedication. Front court to the rack. Oh! And teamwork. Play the song for the champions of the Southeastern Conference. Join us for every game right here on your home for Alabama basketball. Right here, Saturdays on WKOM, 101.7 FM. Debbie Matthews Realtor and her husband Jason, who is a pro songwriter, also own a music publishing company. They live in historic downtown Columbia with their dogs. Dog rescue work is their passion project. They consider Middle Tennessee their backyard and their lives are full of all things Tennessee. Debbie says there is no greater honor than to help someone find a home. To be trusted with that job, there is no greater privilege. Call Debbie at the Nashville Realty Group, 615-476-3224, 615-476-3224. Hi, I'm Kurt Green, and I'm with 7th Element, and we're going to be in the Columbia area at Columbia State Community College at the Cherry Theater, February 24th. That's Saturday, February 24th, and we would love for you to be there. You can get your tickets on Eventbrite, and just look for 7th Element and Friends. Concert's going to be at 6 p.m., 6 p.m., and you can find us at 7thElement.com, 7thElement.com. It's February, and love is in the air all month. There's no better time to find your perfect match than this month with Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. From now until February 29th, get a free UV light when you purchase select new HVAC systems from Hiller. It's the perfect pair for cleaner, healthier air inside. You'll never be more in love with your home. Find your perfect match today at happyhiller.com. Happy you'll be, or the service is free. Call the happy face truck today. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Tony B. back with you, 865-200-5402. Laughing with John Adams during our uh, brief timeout. Tomorrow we're going to have a stack and pack block. Orange Shirt's going to have some thoughts for you uh, on this NCA case, the Brian J. Marie uh, opening. Tennessee now is two. 
on their coaching staff, and where do they go? Do they promote from within? Do they go and get somebody veteran and experienced, um, along with the running backs coach opening? Those two things happen this week. Matt Dixon's going to have a little preview of baseball, um, and I'll have a primer for you for the weekend. And um, we will go back to our phones without further ado. No doubt heading for a TLD Logistics Overdrive Overtime. And by the way, last night we were on Garza Law, Tennessee Basketball Overtime. We got off the air about 1230, I guess. Um, I got up pretty early in the morning just to stay on a regular schedule, got some exercise, took my dog down to the dumpy. She loves going to the dumpy with me. Took her for a ride. Um, Anthony ate last night at Copper Cellar. My dog likes rides so much, John, that she uh, dropped her T-bone steak in the middle of the floor, which is a big thing for a dog to surrender that, to go on her ride. I said, do you want to go for a ride? She dropped her bone right there, which tells me, wow, this is an animal that uh, some dogs like going for a ride, some don't. But we went down to the dump this morning. It's going to be really, really nice this afternoon. I don't know how much a TLD Logistics uh, overdrive overtime we're going to do. Because to be honest with you, I want to go to the park and play some music today and decompress after being on the 1230 uh, last night. And um, John thinks my schedule's a little bit unhealthy. Uh, I'm better, though, when I'm working a lot. So for my uh, um, mental uh, state of mind, whatever that means, let's go to our phones. And we'll get our next call in. Hello and welcome. You are live on the Thursday edition. John Adams in the house. Presented by Jennifer Morris, Keller Williams. Next move, SmokyMountains.com. Hello. Hey, good day to you, Tommy. Great day to you, my Valentine in West Tennessee. John. Who? You, my Valentine. I'm in Middle Tennessee. Oh, I thought you were in Columbia. I thought this was Greg. Yeah, this is Middle Tennessee. Oh, okay. I thought Col- I thought Columbia was west the western part. Okay, I need to I need to I need to bone up on my geography. Hang on a second here. Let me do something. Do that again. We're about fifty minutes from Nashville. Oh, I always thought you were further west. My bad. That's okay. Hey, I was calling uh, since you're the since you're the Tennessee Network Station, or whatever you want to call yourself. Um, I call myself I, the official voice of the Vols, but go ahead. There you go. There you go. I know you got a lot of Vol fans listening, a lot of older guys as well, and women. Just kidding, Bob. Uh, I just wanted to report a loss of a Vol VFL guy. Uh, he's born here in Columbia, played for the legendary Jim Cartwright at Columbia Central High School was recruited by several teams, played for Tennessee, went there in 1968. James Woody died a few days ago. I think he was living in Ohio. Oh, man. Uh, he played with Jack Reynolds, mm. Jim Priest, Bobby Scott, those guys on the 68 team. Mm. Um, co-captain his senior year with Tennessee and they were fourth in the country and eleven and one, and fans, younger fans, don't realize how good Tennessee was. That was nineteen sixty eight under 
Bill Battle, and they've had great football teams. I was, a, I was, I think, 10 years old. I remember him playing on the line for Tennessee in 1968. These guys were bigger than life back then, weren't they? Yes, sir. He was. They called him Hunk, H-U-N-K. <laughs> wow. Um, well, rest in peace to the Hunk. And I'm sorry to hear that, man. Uh, I just thought I'd pass that along. I saw that in our local paper website. Mm. And he's at Mueller Funeral Home in Mason, Ohio. Mm. M-U-E-L-L-E-R. Just to let your your listeners know and uh, someone might not have heard. So maybe a Living Vol fan might want to pop over and pay their respects. Thank you. Yes, sir. And, of course, the great time of the season, baby. It's baseball time just around the corner and, uh, I had my first game with Columbia State. They came from behind and won in the bottom of the ninth. It was a heck of a game. But uh, Tennessee plays on Friday. And last night, number two, Lady Vols softball team kicked butt again. And they uh, had another run rule game, 14 to nothing. And they're at uh, Clearwater. I think they play Florida State Sunday night. It'll be on ESPN. Yep. We so. call that Clearwater. There would what kind, <laughs> what kind of program does Columbia State have? Columbia State got an up and down baseball program. It's been good over the years. Uh, a former coach, Jim Painter, who left us a few years, about six years ago, I think he passed away. Uh, he had like 1,300 victories, uh, was known nationwide. Columbia was a great team. Of course, Columbia State was the first community college in Tennessee, so they got baseball in the 70s, and they had a lot of great players. John Shelby, who went to Baltimore, played for them. What? John Shelby played there? The Baltimore Oriole from the 70s and 80s? Yes, sir. That's the greatest thing I've ever heard. Well. You just popped me, man. You popped me. He played with Eddie Murray and all those guys. Doug DeCensus. Yes, sir. He was a good one. Outfielder. John Shelby. Better believe it. But they've got, uh, John, just to answer your question, they, you know, the NJCAA, junior college baseball is good in the state. Walter State ranked fourth in the preseason. They've always got a great team up in your neck of the woods. Anybody get a chance to go see these guys? It's great baseball. Yeah, it's good baseball. I mean, Better believe it is. You you see some top level uh, talent at that at that 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 end up in high level Division One a lot of times and uh, listen I, I Greg always a pleasure talking with you and John your inquisitive nature your inquisitive nature John uh, is always appreciated by me you remain a curious person I was very cu- curious about the Columbia State program I wasn't familiar with it but. Uh, Apparently, it's on really solid footing and good for Columbia and good for the whole state, I guess. 865-200-5402 if you want to join. Uh, on a day where uh, the NCAA is talking about going to a tournament Buzz Peterson could have made, uh, that's the scuttlebutt. A 5-plus-11 college football playoff format could be coming soon. A day where Pat Summit would be proud of the growth of her sport this evening. 
uh, in in Thompson Bowling. If if Pat Summit could see Caitlin Clark and that whole thing, that would freak her out. And the TV ratings, that would freak her out. On a day where Tony Valls and Frank Anderson have thrown us a curveball and aren't starting Drew Beam tomorrow night, but starting A.J. Russell instead, which is rather strange, on a day where John Adams has been absolutely on point as he was in that last call and never in zone one. John Adams does not deal from zone one. He stands on business, and he does not deal from zone one. On a day where we, we, do a, we are going to do a TLD logistics overdrive, overtime. Boy, it's beautiful outside, though, and... That's competing with that, and I'm not going to lie to you, and I don't know how much time we have to spend with you, but we'll get the calls in that are there, at least. I always say that, and then John gets me giddy and pops me. I love you. I appreciate you. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia.